Join both of us on September 30th and October 1st at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort for DizCon, benefiting the amazing Give Kids the World Village. DizCon is a one-of-a-kind expo celebrating Disney, Marvel, Pixar, the theme parks, music, and memorabilia. Celebrities appearing for panels and or meet and greet opportunities include Disney legend Imagineer Tony Baxter, voice actors from 1992's Aladdin and Encanto, Disney voice extraordinaire Jim Cummings, a Fuller House reunion, Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak, and so many more. Visit gktw.org slash DizCon for a full celebrity guest lineup. There's even an exclusive after party at Epcot on October 1st, following the second day of the convention, where with a separate purchase ticket, you'll have access to exclusive character meet and greets, desserts, three attractions including Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, and of course, a tax-deductible donation to give kids the world and more. But wait, we've got something to pass along just for our listeners. You can join us at DizCon this year and receive a 50% discount on convention passes. 50% off? That's right. All you need to do is visit any of our social media pages, follow at Park Hopper's show, and follow the link in our bio. That's half off. There's no excuse to not join us now. Once again, join us for the incredible DizCon on September 30th and October 1st. Have a great time and benefit one of the most amazing charities on the planet. We hope to see you there. And now, on to the show. Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny, And we are... A Couple couple of Park Hoppers. It's time for the return of our hit series where we discuss every attraction in one single theme park. And determine whether it's magical or tragical. Next up, Universal's Islands of Adventure. Let's hop to it. does make it feel like I'm on an adventure. (laughs) It's the iconic entrance music to Universal Orlando's Islands of Adventure. I mean, when you say, when I say adventure, I'm trying to figure out, am I like walking around it with a basket with Simba in it? (laughs) That's that's the first thing you think of when when you're talking about adventure? (laughs) Yeah, I imagine myself like, I guess, Dorothy. (laughs) Wow, okay. Or... Does does, uh, Myra Gulch come up to you and try to take Simba? I hope not. <laughs> Maybe that's where the Wizard of Oz ended up after the great movie ride closed. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think what other kind of adventure. Am I looking for a ring? Sure. Am I looking for... Yeah, three hours of walking. <laughs> I think there were more than three hours of walking in those movies. Uh, I don't know. Um, I've what... ne- actually never stayed awake to uh, watch an entire one. So Maybe there is a little bit more to that than walking. Am I in a Dr. Seuss book? Sure. Am I going to steal Christmas? Yes. <laughs> Are you going to visit dinosaurs and giant apes? I mean, I could teach uh, Owen how to use a clicker properly. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, visit a wizarding world, if you will. Ah, yes. Cast a spell. Or drop into a comic strip. Yeah. Or, you know... Anything else that your heart desires, as far as adventure goes, you can do that at Universal's Islands of Adventure at Universal's Universal Orlando Resort. I was like, oh my goodness, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. 
we are doing our very, very uh, requested episode. People love when we do this. And we're going to start have to start visiting other parks because we're going to run out of parks to be able to do yeah. this on. Well, that's what we're doing today. Our first three times that we did Magical or Tragical, uh, we covered Walt Disney World Parks. We had uh, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. If you visit Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, any other place you find your favorite podcast, you can listen to those three episodes and over a hundred more Yeah, <laughs> by subscribing to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast right now. So one thing I do want to say before we get started, if you are listening to this right now, please do us a favor and go leave us a review. We keep requesting that you guys leave us a review, and I don't think that you you are taking us seriously yeah. with our request. So we're calling you out. We're calling you guys out because we would Five very stars. much like to... Uh, to see those reviews and, and hear what you have to say. Yeah, five stars, baby. Helps us out on the Apple charts. And if you're listening and going, I already left you a review, well, then Thank you. tell somebody else to. Yeah. And grab a friend, have them leave a review, help us get to 40 reviews. There you go. Because right now we have a lot of uh, five-star ratings, but not as many reviews. So yes. help us out. For sure. But for today, what we are going to be doing is... Again, going on an adventure. Yes. Over to Universal Orlando Resort, and we're going to go decide on every attraction and a few um, shows and experiences at Universal's Islands of Adventure um, and decide whether they're going to be magical or tragical for you on your next visit. Now, we're going to do this a little bit differently this time. Normally, we go through all our attractions and then all of our shows. However, the beautiful thing about islands of adventure is that you go to the and visit the different islands yeah so instead we decided to go island by island we're going island hopping if you will we're going island hopping that sounds very summery it does. even though we're in september it does it does all right so what do you say we get started let's go ahead and get started all right so when you walk into universal's islands of adventure you walk through the port of entry where you hear this very music with shopping and dining on either side. You get that gigantic store just inside the uh, the entrance there, plus a Cinnabon and a Starbucks is right there. You gotta love that. Uh, but when you go to your left, you're gonna hit Marvel Superhero Island, and that's where we're gonna start first. So, the first ride I want to talk about is the Incredible Hulk Coaster. Yes, so the Incredible Hulk Coaster is one of the rides that I definitely remember going on before we moved here. It, it definitely stuck in my memory. Now, uh, did we want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, we're going to discuss the official descriptions that are on UniversalOrlando.com for each attraction in case you've never been and you don't know what these rides are all about. But the Incredible Hulk Coaster is uh, based around the fact that you volunteered to take part in a science experiment based on Dr. Bruce Banner's research. But a blast of gamma radiation changes everything. You launch up to 67 miles per hour as Hulk-like power propels you upside down into a zero-gravity roll, racing faster and faster. Hang on as this high-speed red-line rampage smashes its way through the sky. What a description. Yeah, so I would like to he actually hear your call on this first. Okay, so my opinion on this ride has changed over the years, and I have kind of a fun story about the Hulk. Okay. So... For a very long time throughout my life, I was terrified of roller coasters. Like, straight up terrified. Yes. And 
it was not until about five or six years ago when I came into when your you life. came into my life and made me less of a wimp. <laughs> um, but Hulk is not the first coaster that I ever rode, but it's the first one of that level of intensity that I ever rode. The first coaster I ever rode is one that we'll talk about in another episode of Magical or Tragical on the other side of Universal Orlando, and that's The Mummy. So I do want to also say that I have a very distinct memory of, I think it was at Disney Mania, we were in line with all our friends, and you got called into a line. Yeah. And I was like, go ahead. And you gave me a kiss like you were going go- off to war. Going off to war. <laughs> like I would not see you again. And uh, yeah, I, and didn't, you, I didn't think you would, honestly. You were so nervous. It was it was really like yeah. sweet. But like I just I remember that you were like the whole time you were just like you you had like all of the FOMO that was getting you on that ride. <laughs> I have never wanted to be anywhere else. More than that. So <laughs> I remember that since then you definitely that's definitely not something yeah. that you still, uh, that's not normally your reaction anymore, right. but I remember that. And uh, so let's let's see, what's, yeah. what's, your, what's your call on this one? So you go through the ride, you, you climb up slowly through this, this, uh, this gun of sorts, I guess, and you shoot out going 67 miles an hour into a zero gravity roll, and it just, it sends you. And frankly, that is my favorite type of roller coaster. I don't want to think about it going click, 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 click up a 300-foot hill. I don't want to think about it. Just send me so I have nothing to think about, and I can just do it. And if I hate it, I hate it. If I don't, I don't. Sure. Um, But I, after riding several new coasters in the Orlando area, I think this ride is due for a refurb because it is rough. (laughs) And... um, I always get some sort of neck ache or like a headache when I go on the Hulk. Um, the ride I know was torn down and rebuilt. I believe it was in 2012 or 2013. Um, but it is due for some smoothing because it is R-U-F-F, rough. Um, so I am going to shockingly vote this, the Incredible Hulk coaster, tragical. Okay. So I am actually not very surprised with that because I am actually also going to say tragical. Wow. Okay. So the reason, but hear me out. I would go with magical if what they took away from this ride recently has, had not been taken away. And that is the soundtrack that you normally hear on yes, this ride. Yes, yes. That's a great call. So here's, here's why Funny I'm- that you mentioned that. So here's why I'm- Oh, here you are we gonna hear it? Okay. Just, just keep so, uh, so the thing about this is normally, you get in, it pu- pulls you up like to the, the launch, and you hear like, you hear roar, and then you shoot out, and then the soundtrack is like boom, 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 boom. Oh, there it is. Um, and in my opinion, it it like adds so much to this ride. And you don't notice how rough this ride is. You don't notice kind of like the, that it does need a little bit of love. The creaking and the the noises. Because the thing is, when we, as we've been riding it more recently with no soundtrack. Oh yeah, you hear it. You hear everything. It does not sound epic. It actually feels a little scary. Yeah. 
um, because you can feel you're more focused on yourself, like your head kind of going back and forth um, and the roughness of the ride. And you're just very much aware of all of the sounds that you never heard before. And so I'm saying tragical because taking away this soundtrack for whatever reason that they did has absolutely taken away the magical vote that it deserves. And if the tr- if the soundtrack that you're hearing here in the background was taken away for a specific reason, for legal reasons, I totally understand, but you gotta come up with a backup plan. And, and something equal. The onboard sound systems is half the cool part of this ride. So we thought it was actually broken for a while. Y- yeah, and then all of a sudden, every time it's just not playing that music anymore, which is so bizarre. Now, could it be back since the last time we wrote it? Maybe, but we've written it quite a few times. But even when you're not on it and you're standing underneath it, you can still hear it. And I have not heard it. So it's bizarre. Yes. I I don't know. So I would, that's kind of a controversial one because I think that's a great ride. But It could be so much better. I also think that, yes, it needs love and it also needs a good soundtrack, not silence to hear the rickety rack that's happening <laughs> right exactly all right so moving on right next door to the incredible hulk coaster in marvel superhero island is the storm force accelatron and do you want to read the uh the information for that yeah uh the evil magneto is magneto p- the evil <laughs> magneto is plotting to take over the world if storm can harness enough thunder and lightning she can blast him into oblivion Board Professor Xavier's power generator and spin as fast as you can. The faster you go, the more thunder and lightning you'll create. The faster, uh, excuse me, the fate of the planet is literally in your hands. Okay, so I believe it was just after the parks opened from COVID. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yes. I've only been on this one time. Same. And it was with you. Yes. And... Basically, how this ride works is it's kind of like a more intense version of the teacups or alien swirling saucers. It spins you around faster. It kind of jerks you around a lot. Um, it is a very uncomfortable ride, but it does move quite fast. If you're, It is a little bit of a, more of a thrill than the other two rides that were aforementioned. Um, I don't have a lot of positive <laughs> to say about the Storm Force Accelitron. Um, it's there. It's something to do. Uh, maybe if you're, you know, waiting for your party to come over to join you and to go on the Incredible Hulk coaster, that's something to do, I guess. Um, but uh, big time tragical for me for Storm Force Accelotron. So the only time we've been on this, like Bill said, was <laughs> right after the parks opened. We didn't have vaccines. We were purchasing and trying to make masks out of anything and everything. Yeah. And we were at the parks. And I remember writing this and in my brain going, am I just swirling us into COVID particles? <laughs> <laughs> and was like, well, we're like, this is happening already. And, but I do remember like having that fleeting thought and then having fun on this ride. Okay. So I'm going to actually go with magical. Wow. Okay. Because I think that... It's a like a fun little like, you know, pump up your adrenaline a little bit. Maybe if you're tired, you jump on that and you kind of go. Oh, it'll wake you up. Yeah, it'll wake (laughs) you up a little bit. And I think that it's not as um, aggressive as some of the other spinning rides that I've been on. Sure. That's Um, fair. And so. It's good when we disagree. Yeah. So I'm going to actually give that one a magical. (laughs) Good. Awesome. 
All right, well, staying in Marvel Superhero Island, we have uh, three more things that we're going to discuss. Um, the, f- the first of the three will be Doctor Doom's Fearfall. And the description on UniversalOrlando.com says, Doctor Doom's henchman will strap you into his seat, blast you into the sky, and then, without a second to catch your breath, hurl you back down with a face-melting force stronger than gravity itself. And just by that description, you can probably tell that it's one of those dropping elevator rides where your feet dangle. And I personally am not a fan of those. So um, immediately, I've never been on Doctor Doom's Fearfall. Let me just you know preface my my idea with that, that I've never been on it. I will not go on it. I do not like those type of rides. So it is an automatic tragical for me. So I haven't actually been on one of these rides since 2007. And the reason I say 2007 is back in 2007 at Six Flags in Kentucky, um, a girl had her feet amputated Oof, on this ride. Yikes. Not not this ride, but at a like a, a free fall Similar ride. Similar type of ride. And I remember back in 2007, I was like fresh out of high school and being like, your girl needs her feet to <laughs> live her life. <laughs> and just kind of figured like that was not a risk I felt willing to take. Even though I know it's happened once, Um that was something that I would never do. And then there, I don't know. I just don't see the appeal in this ride. So I've never been on this particular ride either. I haven't been on a free fall ride like this since 2007, since that accident. And I'm not sorry about it. So I'm going to, I guess I'm going to go with tragical just because I don't, I don't want the appeal, but also this one, we just, you, if you like this ride, good for you. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> then, then you vote. It's not our thing. <laughs> Again, guys, I did want to say that that happened at Six Flags, not here. Correct. But it was enough to have me remember and not want to ever go on a ride like that ever again. Yeah. So now we just discussed two rides that I thought were tragical. Mm-hmm. However, the next ride, or the last ride, I guess, in Superhero Island of Marvel um, over at Universal's Islands of Adventure is The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. And on this... You strap on your 3D glasses and join the world's most famous web-slinger on a high-flying adventure. You'll soar above the streets, scale skyscrapers, and battle bad guys left and right. Just watch out for the 400-foot freefall. <laughs> um, this ride opened in 1999. It, it opened 23 years ago, and it is probably one of the best 3D rides ever made, still to this day. Yeah. I love The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. This ride is awesome, and I know they did a digital refurb a few years ago to kind of update the technology and update the 3D and all that, but it's still basically the same ride. The story is awesome. The characters and the villains from the Spider Universe are in it, and it is just so much fun. It is very realistic feeling where you go through this ride. You're in um, this vehicle called the Scoop, and basically what you're doing is you're you're seeking out news for the uh, for J. Jonah Jameson, um, and it's just it's really hard to describe without going on it. Um, You're basically trying to find the Spider-Man story. Right, exactly. 
and you run into all kinds of chaos and villains and there's all kinds of cool effects and then like they said in the in the description here watch out for the 400 foot free fall it is not let me preface this now it is not an actual 400 foot free fall uh it is not a a ride like dr doom's fear fall it is fully simulated you just feel like you're going to fall 400 feet, but you don't actually do that if that is a, uh, a determining factor whether you would go on it or not. Unlike the previous ride, we like this free fall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, 100%, two thumbs up, three thumbs up if I had a third one. Uh, Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, 100% magical. So I obviously I'm going to go with magical. This is one of my favorite rides. It's a must if I am at Islands of Adventure. In the back of my head, this is Tom Holland talking to me. I don't care. I know it's not, but it is in my head. <laughs> uh, also, during COVID, they had the effects turned off, and it was still cool. Like, uh, some of the effects of, uh, like, smoke, fire, like, there were different things that they did not have on at yes. the be- when the first parks first reopened. Water effects. Yeah, water effects. So there were things that they were just taking precautions on because nobody like <laughs> knew what what was okay and what wasn't at the time. But there was one effect that I loved. So when it came back, I was so super stoked. And do you know what effect that was? Uh, the pumpkin fire. The pumpkin fire. Yeah. <laughs> and once that came back, I was like, yes, this is awesome. So yes, one hundred percent magical for the amazing adventures of Spider Man from both of us. So that does it for attractions in Marvel Superhero Island, but there's one more thing that we wanted to discuss because Danny has some thoughts. Um, and that is you have the opportunity to meet Marvel superheroes. Don't miss your chance to meet Spider-Man, Captain America, Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, and Rogue, as well as Marvel villains like Doctor Doom and the Green Goblin. Um, I'm going to let you go first because you told me right before we started recording that you had thoughts on this, and I want to hear those first. So, My biggest feeling about this is this is a thousand percent tragical for me. Um, Not a hundred percent, a thousand percent. Because in my non-comic book reading heart, (laughs) the only characters I am familiar with are from the MCU. And every time I see these characters, I'm reminded that I don't get to have MCU characters in Orlando. I only get these comic book characters. And for me, I don't know them. And it's, it's almost like seeing somebody you know but don't know because I love the Marvel characters. But it's, so, it's just such a strange thing. And um, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, look, it's like when you order off Wish. Um, <laughs> and God. I'm kind of bitter about it, and I'm okay with that. So sorry. <laughs> like, I, if I meet Captain America, I want to be like, I can do this all day, and him be like, you know, I can do this all day, not cannot respond. It um, is, yeah, it is kind of disappointing that you can't see, meet, be near any of the MCU version of these characters in Orlando. Um, I understand why, but I don't like it. <laughs> uh, Disney's uh, California Adventure and uh, Disneyland have Avengers Campus out there. Disneyland Paris has Avengers, uh, Avengers Campus. Um, they can't put the same thing in every single park, plus the rules with Universal and the Mississippi River and all that nonsense. Um, so I, 
every once in a while, you know, you walk through Marvel Superhero Island and you see Wolverine out there in his yellow um, outfit, and you see Spider-Man, you see Captain America in the weird, um, like, lighter shade of blue um, right. with the wings on his hat or on his helmet. Um, the comic book versions. And it's cool to see them, and but it's just, it feels like kind of getting robbed at the same time. It feels time. like you ordered off Wish. Yeah. Just, so, just say it. Well, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's a different version. It's comic book accurate. But it's not Wish version. It's not like meeting in them in Times Square. That's that's Wish version. Mm, um, I guess. But it's it's comic book accurate, but it just it feels like we should be able to meet them in Orlando, but not at Universal. <laughs> um, so uh, tragical for me, unfortunately. Um, I don't ever wait for the meet and greets there, but it's cool to walk by and say, "Hey, Spider-Man! You know, hey, Wolverine! Hey, Storm! You know, that's that's about the length of, that I go to uh, to hang out with the quote-unquote Avengers and X-Men at uh, Universal Orlando." I also have to say that the only time I have ever like been attacked by a Universal team member is when I was looking at a lounge fly that was about one of the new MCU shows. And they went on a tangent about how Marvel owns or uh, Universal owns Marvel. And it was just like absolutely shocking. So I know that the team members also know that the majority of people also feel like this. And um, I don't know. I just I, I just wish that they could, you know, tr do a trade sure. and, and make it yeah. so everybody got the things that they deserve. Figure it out, Disney. And Universal. <laughs> Go in a room, the room where it happens, make it happen, right. and I digress. Tragical for the meet and greets. Exactly. <laughs> so let's pop over out of Marvel Superhero Island into what they call Toon Lagoon. And we are going to jump over to Popeye and Bluto's Bilge Rat Barges. So with that said, this is a water ride. And you need to hold on tight as you brave your way through raging rapids to rescue Popeye's best gal, Olive Oil. From blowhard Bluto and supersized octopus, you'll laugh, you'll scream, you'll be really wet and squishy. <laughs> That's a great description of this ride. Um, how this works, there's a picture I'm looking at. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's ten seats on one of these giant rafts, very similar to... Uh, Infinity Falls at SeaWorld or uh, Cali River Rapids at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, one of those big tube rides that you kind of put all your stuff in the center area so it doesn't get wet um, because you will get wet. Yeah, and basically any theme park in the south has this raft ride Yeah, like to keep you cool because it's going to be 100 degrees outside. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just get mine out of the way. Sure. This is tragical for me. <gasps> what? I don't like these rides at all. I don't like feeling squishy the rest of the day in my pantaloons because every time I ride these rides, it doesn't matter where I sit. It doesn't matter anything. I will always be the one to get dunked under the waterfall. Oh, man. And, and like, let's just say it's like one o'clock in the afternoon and we're leaving at like five or six. I will be squooshing around the park and regretting my decisions from then on. So for this ride, it's just, I don't need a shower at a theme park. Tragical it is. <laughs> wow. Um, I went on this for the first time recently with uh, our buddies uh, Eddie and Rob, and I've never been wetter 
<laughs> on a theme park ride. Wait, you've never been squishy? <laughs> oh, I was squishy. Trust me. Um, but we went on that knowing that we were going to be wet. It's not one of those rides where you just get shockly, shockingly wet and you like wish you hadn't gone on. Like we fully intended on getting soaked going sure. on this ride because we knew that, and it did. It absolutely delivered. This ride soaked us. It soaked every single person in the boat. It wasn't just like one person that like got drenched and everybody else kind of stayed dry. No, no, no. They, they made sure that everyone <laughs> got freaking drenched on this ride. And that's what you want out of these rides. You want to have fun. You want to get wet. And I can't say enough good things about Popeye and Bluto's Bilgerat Barges. I absolutely loved the fact that everyone got drenched and it lived up to its reputation. So this is 100% magical if you're looking to get wet. <laughs> if you're looking to have squishy pantaloons the rest of the day. If you want to not get wet, stay the heck away from this ride because I, it will soak you to the bone. Here's the other thing. You can also ride this in a poncho or have a change of clothes. I, however, never do that. So <laughs> Sure. Sure. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So staying in Toon Lagoon, let's go over to another water ride. Dudley Do-Rights. Dudley Do-Rights. Ripsaw Falls. <laughs> All right. So you want to talk about Dudley Do-Rights. Have you been on this? Uh, I actually have not been on this one. Okay. So, so I have. So if you want to talk about it first, just from what you've seen from the outside, you can discuss that a little bit. So I've watched videos of this and I've watched people ride this. Um, this is actually a ride I would like to ride. And it is part roller coaster, part water flume. This ride combines the fun of the classic cartoons with edge of your seat action. As, as you slosh your way through twists and turns, you'll approach a nail-biting 75-foot drop for the biggest splash of your life. Um, for me, rides like this are magical. I kind of like the classic, like fun rides that you could like ride on as a kid and sometimes i really enjoy something that's a little like less um i don't know i don't know how to say it like sometimes the rides are so highly advanced that um they're great but sometimes i do like the the classics sure. does that make any sense absolutely okay so i haven't been on this but just from my outside opinion from the videos I've seen, just from seeing the ride in person, I'm going to just go with Magical. Magical. Okay. So I have been on Dudley D-Rides at Ripsaw Falls the same day, if you will, that I went on Popeye's Popeye and Bluto's Bilge Rat Barges. Um, we were looking to get wet. We never do water rides at Universal, so we were looking to, hey, you know, let's do things we haven't done before and let's have some fun. Um in theory, this ride looks really cool when you're walking over the bridge um, out of Toon Lagoon into the Jurassic Park area, but the entrance is prior to that bridge. Um, but it looks like it goes really fast, and it dips down, and uh, it's a pretty good drop. It's a 75-foot drop. And let me read that description for you real quick. It says, part roller coaster, part water flume. This ride combines the fun of classic cartoons with edge-of-your-seat action. As you slosh your way through the twists and turns, you'll approach a, a nail-biting 75-foot drop for the biggest splash of your life. 75 feet in comparison to Splash Mountain is 30 feet higher. Splash Mountain is about 49 feet, I believe it is. So uh, 75 feet is actually still shorter than the Jurassic Park River Adventure that will actually talk about in a little bit right but 75 feet kind of falls right in between those two so it's a good size drop my biggest issue with this ride is that it is 
very clearly very Holt. And the ride system and the ride vehicle that you're in, if you're even slightly bigger than a twig. Oh, no. It is really hard to get into. I am slightly bigger than a twig. You, you and me both. You have to, like, basically fall into the seat. So when you're climbing in, you the ride attendant will tell you exactly what you need to do. And you get in, and then you sit on the top of the back of the seat, and then you, like, slide into the restraint. Would you compare it to, like, E.T. kind of? No, absolutely not. No, this is like very similar to Splash Mountain, but you don't have a lap bar that you pull down. It's more like you just climb and slide in. So I mean E.T. in terms of like, because like E.T. always like squeezes my hips. No, this is way tighter. Oh, no. Yeah, this is this is way tighter. I don't um, know about that. It, it is not a comfortable ride. I wish you would. I wish they would replace the logs and maybe make them a little bit more roomy and, you know, softer inside um, because there's a lot of metal in there. Um so when you go through the drop and you go through the the scenes with Dudley Do Right and all his um, mischief, uh, with the sudden stops they do not feel good. Um, when you get to the top of the seventy five foot drop, you kind of do a quick stop and that doesn't feel good. Um, and then going on the drop all the way down doesn't feel great either. But you get really really wet, especially if you're in the front of the four rows. There's four rows in one on each one of the logs. If you get in the front, oh man, you're getting wet. If you're sitting in the back, less wet. But front, you get soaked. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, because of the uncomfortable factor, because of the oldness of the ride, I'm gonna give this one a tragical. Okay. I mean, again, I haven't been on it, but I'll have to update when I do go on this. Yeah. All right. So we are going to move over to our next island. Skull Island, Reign of Kong. And that's exactly what this this ride is. It's called Skull Island, Reign of Kong. Now, uh, this is a really cool ride. I'm, I'm wondering what the description exactly says. And that is, brave the dangers of a mysterious island where few have dared to venture. On your treacherous jungle expedition, prehistoric predators and vile creatures attack from all sides. Just as all seems lost, the most colossal ape ever to walk the earth, King Kong, hurls himself between you and certain doom. Is he your hero or the ultimate foe? Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you, you, go, go first? you go first on this one. Okay, so there are striking similarities to a lot of parts of this ride and Fast and the Furious. Um, with that said, they do the technology of the stationary ride vehicle with the moving pictures around it and effects around it way better than Fast and the Furious. So much better. Way better. Um, the really cool part is you get on this, like essentially like a tour bus, and you're going through the jungle trying to find Kong. And the first part that you go through is outside, and it's really cool. It's like it's really well done, a really cool set. You go through this giant gate where all of a sudden you hear all these Kong, Kong, Kong. You hear these chants. You're like, where are those coming from? Are those people up there? Oh, is that audio being pumped in? Who knows? Um, and then you end up in this jungle with some very intense fight scenes with different prehistoric animals. And eventually you meet Kong himself. Um, lots of stuff happens. There are some water effects. 
Uh, it is a 3D ride, so you need your 3D glasses during those parts. You can take them off during the outdoor portion and the very end, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but like I said, they do that that technology of the everything happening on both sides of you with the 3D way better than Fast and the Furious. But the thing that's going to sway my vote is at the very, very end. And that is, you literally get to meet King Kong in the flesh. Not a digitally, you know, 3D projected version of him. No, no, no. This animatronic is literally like the size of our living room. And it is so impressive. It's so loud. It's so real looking that the fact that that thing is at, in this ride is an automatic magical for me. So I love this ride, actually. Uh, the regular queue is also amazing. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do have to just just put out there just to see if anybody else feels like this is when it's raining, you skip the outside part. And if it's not, you take like a little loop outside and it doesn't feel necessary <laughs> to the ride because normally there's like you know if, if something's going on sometimes they'll they'll either shut it down or not i love that they like have the ability to be like oh there's lightning in the area let's like go to b mode or let's whatever detour. <laughs> yeah let's detour but why why did the, why is the outside loop with nothing like that adds to the story necessary. I think it's cool because they would just want to not have the entire thing be digital and have some physical set parts that you go through. So going outside and like through the woods and then through the big gate with the fire torches and all that, I think it's really cool. Okay. Well, that's fine. I just, I just think it's funny that there's no like real, like when they change it, nothing changes, <laughs> which I guess is the point, but it just is funny to me. Um, I guess more so that the outside part doesn't add to the story at all. Sure. So, but I digress because you're right. This ride is magical because of the animatronic. Um, you one, have to see it in person to believe it. However, one thing I do want to mention is if you are riding this for the first time or with someone who's riding it for the first time, make sure they're sitting on the right side. Yes. On the not on the like the correct side, on the actual physical right side. Yeah. When you board the vehicle, you're boarding from the left side to the right side, so have them go in first. Yeah, because I have sat with people who have never ridden it before and I always make them sit sit on that side because yeah. I want to see it, but the problem is I just like I want them to get that experience yeah. because it is such an impressive animatronic and um, it is kind of a bummer when you are sitting on the left side because you're like, ooh, I want to see it up close. And I almost wish that we got a little more time seeing the animatronic. Yeah. But leaving me wanting for wanting more of seeing that magic obviously has me voting magical for this. This is kind of the similar type of um, experience to um, Navi River Journey, where you kind of go through the motions, but the animatronic at the end is amazing. Right. But this one is like extra impressive because of the vast size of the uh, the creature of King Kong. Um, 
it's just it's surreal to crawl by him at the very end. It's just like holy crap, this is the coolest animatronic I've ever seen. So yeah, magical for me, magical for you. Let's move on to one of my favorite spots in Universal Islands of Adventure, and to that is Bill Island, Jurassic Park. Bill Island, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jurassic Park. I'm just, it's this is your section of the park, basically. Like. Part of the reason why I fell in, in love with Universal is because Jurassic Park is my favorite movie of all time. The 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 original one, not you know the rest of them. The rest of them are decent. Jurassic Park three is left off that list. Um, but Jurassic Park one is my favorite movie of all time. And being able to walk through the gate that says Jurassic Park into the woods and experience a few things uh, with dinosaurs was the coolest thing in the world to me. So I fell in love with uh, Universal's Island of Adventure the first time I went there. Um, but we are going to discuss five things in the Jurassic Park section. Four of them are rides. I'm sorry, three of them are rides, and two of them are a little bit more kind of experiences. Um, so the first one we're going to discuss, and unfortunately, neither one of us have been on it because of the rules, um, and that is Pteranodon Flyers. So are we going to give this a, do you want to give this a vote or do you just want to give it like an honorable mention? Honorable mention, exactly. Uh, taking flight beneath the 10-foot wings of a Pteranodon, little adventurers will get an amazing view of the theme park excitement below. They'll so, slowly soar and gently swing through the air as in a comfy seat suspended from a track above. With no sudden or scary movements, this ride is perfect for younger guests not ready for big thrills. Now, that description says it's a kiddie ride, but it is and it isn't. Because the only way that you can ride this as an adult is if you're accompanied by a kid. You cannot get on this as an adult without a child. Okay. So it's kind of, it kind of limits you, you know, if you want to get on trend on flyers. I know there's some exceptions sometimes with the Orlando Informer uh, meetups or whatever they call them. Sometimes they let adults ride this, but during the day, that is a no-no. You have to have a child with you to be able to experience Pteranodon Flyers. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. It looks really fun to me. Every time I pass it, I'm like, I wish I could ride that. Yeah. And then I immediately just dismiss it from my mind because I don't have a child to borrow. So... And I say borrow, so just because we don't have any friends who have brought their children that are old enough to borrow. Yeah. But overall, definitely an honorable mention because it looks really fun. Absolutely. So moving on over into the further into uh, Isla Nublar, if you will. Oh my. Uh, the Jurassic Park River Adventure. You want to read the description? One minute, you're gliding along in your raft. The next, you're face to face with a giant T-Rex. There's nowhere to turn. He's bearing down on you, and your only escape from his razor-sharp teeth is to take the pitch-black plunge before you. I want you to go first, because I have thoughts. Uh, magical. Okay. I love I love this ride. This is one of those rides that I find um, very, like, classic. I also, um, I know that I have a dislike of um, Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom because some people believe that that is the way that you should see those animals. And one of the reasons I really like this is because you can't see <laughs> dinosaurs anywhere. Yeah. And getting to see them kind of come to life in front of you, I find very magical. Now, am I fully aware that this ride needs, <laughs> desperately needs some love? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm fully aware of that. Does it need an overhaul like its counterpart in Hollywood got? 
I would love that. Absolutely. But this is one of the only places you can see these amazing animatronics and get a intense drop. Um, and I love those rides. I just love them. And yeah. you never end up getting quite as soaked as like, say, some of the raft rides and such. Sometimes. <laughs> you never know. But overall, love this ride. Absolutely love this ride. Okay, so I have thoughts, and I think you might be a little surprised by uh, my vote here. Um, so 85-foot drop at the very end. Amazing. It is so cool. And right as you're about to drop, there's a giant animatronic T-Rex head that comes down and like tries to bite you, and you just miss dying by like three feet. And you splash down, and you get the biggest splash I've ever seen from a water ride coming down, especially if you watch from outside when you're not on the ride, that is a massive splash. Right. Um, you don't get as wet as you would think because the way the ride vehicle is built. Usually. But um, the rest of the ride is in dire need of work. I love John Williams' soundtrack, as you can hear in the, in the background here. I had to play it during this segment. I don't get to play the Jurassic Park theme on this show very often, but I had to during the Jurassic Park segment. Um, I love John Williams' score. It is the one of the greatest scores of all time. And you hear it throughout the ride. Um, but you get in. The ride vehicle is not super comfortable. The lap bar is kind of weird. Um, and then you float along past these animatronic dinosaurs that are very outdated. And some of them don't work half the time. Um, and then you get to... Um, you you kind of detour um, as part of the ride. You're supposed to go straight. And then the ride sends you left. And then... There's these little baby raptors who are eating somebody. <laughs> um, usually they have a, a, a uniform in their mouth with a universal team member name tag on it, which is pretty funny. Um, but then there's another effect that used to be there, which is not there because the ride is old. Um, they had the raptor cage from the very beginning of the first Jurassic Park suspended above you. And as you're crawling into the indoor portion of the ride, this thing kind of falls down and supposed to look like it's going to fall on your head. And that is no longer there because the cable broke or something. And now the raptor cage just kind of sits off to the side. And then you ascend past these really cool raptor animatronics uh, and all sorts of electricity and sparks and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then you kind of float along a little bit and then there's the drop of the T-Rex. Because 90% of this ride is not great, that 10% with the drop, the 85 foot drop, the biggest drop in the park, um, water ride wise. And that T-Rex animatronic, because that 10% doesn't quite save the other 90%, I'm going tragical. I just have to say that you called the raft ride, the Popeye's raft ride magical and your favorite franchises like ride tragical. Here's the thing. The Popeye's ride is exactly what you expect it to be. You go down rapids and you're splashing and everybody's laughing and having a good time. This is a severely outdated ride where you don't really feel immersed I, I because totally the dinosaurs understand. seem kind of fake. I, obviously they are, but they <laughs> seem like way more fake than they should seem. <laughs> um, and seeing what they did with today's technology out at Universal Hollywood with the River Adventure refurbed into Jurassic World, uh, that just shows that this needs that or something different, but Jurassic Park River Adventure as is right now in, in Universal Orlando is tragical. All right. Me. Well, I'm so shocked. I'm going to have to move on to the next <laughs> ride. Well, 
The next ride is going to be Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Oh my god, you didn't even let me get the music ready. I'm so sorry. Oh my the next god. ride is Drumroll please. Sorry, I sound like a kitten purring. <laughs> and here we go. The next ride is Jurassic World Velocicoaster. I know we're skipping the other two, and <laughs> you went right to Velocicoaster. Oh, I went to the ride because the other two are not rides. So, yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know if we even have to tell you guys. No. <laughs> it's the best ride at Universal Orlando. <laughs> Let's at least read the description. Yeah, so let, me, that let me pull up that description. So that we can second. go ahead and just let them know what's up. The biggest thing about this is if you've been listening to us for five minutes, you know what we're going to say. Um, why don't you go ahead and read this one? Speeding through the jungle, rising high above the terrain, it's the apex predator of roller coasters, the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Now you can board your vehicle in a high-speed dash through the park's raptor paddock. Feel the rush of the hunt, and the hunt is on, as you <laughs> race alongside these nimble predators, twisting and t soaring above the land and water. One thing I also want to mention that you wouldn't know this unless you actually stood in line with me is when they're doing the little video while you're in line, they talk about how they need enrichment for their brains and they use actual like real life enrichment that dogs use. Yeah, it's very cool. In the video package. And I always point it out to people and everyone's like, oh, cool. And I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah, it's, it's a great little touch for animal people to understand that that's you know really really neat so just if you're going wait what are you talking about if you have a dog there's something called a kong it's red it has like three it almost looks like a snowman a yeah. red snowman yeah and you stuff the kong and you can freeze it with treats and stuff and um when the raptors are really young they're playing with the kongs on the video so look out for that next time but we're not going to talk about this one magical for me oh this is like I said, the best ride at Universal Orlando. Um, probably the two best coasters in both sides are on this side of the park. Um, but Jurassic World Velocicoaster debuted in April, May 2021, I believe it was. Yes. Um, only took a year and a half to build and get riders on it. Just saying. Um, it was a churro stand. We always thought it was a churro stand. But it ended up being this amazing roller coaster through a Raptor paddock. Um the launches are incredible. Like I said, during the Hulk segment, I love when the coasters just send you and you don't have time to think about it. The first launch out of the gate, zero to 50 in a couple of seconds, and you're twisting and turning and going through rock work and climbing by raptors. And you see, you know, the only thing that's missing is animatronic raptors, but you're going too fast to care anyway. Um, and then you go through a launch in the middle of the ride and that sends you from 50 to 70 miles an hour over a 151 foot top hat. And then you go upside down and move it all around. And you know, it's unbelievable. And by the time you're done, you're like, your hair is everywhere. You're deep breathing and you're just like, oh my God. Just two notes to this. This is yeah. magical. However, um, if you tuck your legs and grab the chair like I do, just know <laughs> You're not going to be able to hold on like that. The, uh, um, the, but, but 
you might be like me and do that while you have your arms in the air the entire ride, which this is that's how I ride from the very first ride that I ever did. Um, secondly, if it's raining hard, <laughs> don't ride this. Yeah. I had a raindrop hit me once in the eye, and I thought that I had been shot in the face somehow <laughs> I was by gonna, a raptor. <laughs> I was just going to say that the only like negative thing I can say about this ride and it has nothing to do with the ride. Oh no, nothing is, to do with the ride. Is riding it in the rain. It was it just feels like you're just luck. getting darts <laughs> thrown at you <laughs> well, in the face. The only time I rode that, we we like we're like, okay, we're gonna ride this before we go home. We ride the ride and like right at one of the launches, I get a like where it was the top hat going down. I think maybe I don't. I wish I could remember. Maybe the pain has seared my memory. Um, but a giant raindrop just. In the side of in the side of my eye, and I just remember asking you, like, can you see something? What flew in my eye? Rain. Yeah. It was just a drop of rain. It was. It's not great, riding in the weather. But, but yeah. So if you ride in the rain, close your eyes. <laughs> that would. Have been it's not nearly as funny if you close your eyes, but yeah, I totally understand why you would. But overall, magical for both of us for Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Absolutely. Um, so let's move on to one quick thing before we, uh, actually two quick things before we get out of the Jurassic Park area. But we've got uh, the Jurassic Park Discovery Center, which is really cool. Um, unearth the mysteries of our planet's prehistoric past at this interactive center where dinosaurs have been brought back to coexist with humans. D- uh, test your DNA, play You Bet Jurassic. Ha, it's like, but you bet your ass sick. Um, and marvel at towering T-Rex fossils. You can even examine dinosaur eggs in the nursery where baby velociraptors are ready to hatch. Um, this was really cool when I did this a long time ago. Uh, the technology is a little outdated, but the thought behind it is really cool. And you can actually, like it said in the description, you can literally examine dinosaur eggs like you, you touch them physically um, and then every once in a while the scientists that are working in the back shout out to uh, Dr. Tony Flynn um, <laughs> <laughs> I won't uh, let you know who that is he's a friend of ours um, but he brought us in the back one time and we watched a baby raptor hatch and that was super cool for me because I love Jurassic Park um, this is very kid based um, it is not something that you would really probably enjoy that much as an adult unless you're a diehard Jurassic Park fan but it's something for the kiddos to do and you know fun little games inside uh, right after you exit the queue for Velocicoaster so um, as far as Jurassic Park Discovery Center I would vote it magical oh it's an honorable mention for me so I I didn't know that we were going to vote for this one you don't have to Um, I'm going to call it tragical because it's never opened (laughs) with COVID it was definitely down it was like but it was like never open Wait, I never, I, we never went before COVID. Um, oh, I th- well, then I did. Maybe you didn't. I, I'd never been, I'd only been once. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, like, I don't remember it being open, and it was never open after COVID. So I'm going to vote tragical for this one, because I haven't gone to experience it. Okay. Hey, if you got something that st- looks like I can still meet a baby raptor, and I don't get to do it, it's tragical for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of... Baby raptors. Baby raptors. Let's talk about the next one. So the next and last one from Jurassic Park Island is Jurassic, uh, the Jurassic Park Raptor Encounter. So um, this is one that is super fun because you actually get to 
uh, have a couple of different options in terms of the characters that you get to meet. Now, when it comes to these characters, and we're not really finding anything on the website. Let's see. Give me one second. I'm going to pull it up here for you. Because I'm trying to... There we are. All right. We're going to go ahead and... uh, go through that so the fear is real brave a visit to the raptor encounter in its new location for a chance to see the most recognizable member of the park's raptor pack blue here you'll learn interesting facts about the clever carnivore and her natural habitat then if you're daring enough you can try to slowly approach her to snap a quick photo now the interesting thing about about this is it's actually not showing that you can meet baby raptors yeah on the website that's really interesting. So the the fun thing about this is you can either meet Blue or you can meet two baby raptors during the meet and greet. And you don't know who you're going to meet until you go in or you ask the person at the front. Right. Um, for me, this is magical. I love any kind of meet and greet. I think that they look as real as I can imagine oh gosh, a dinosaur. Yeah. They're amazing. Would look. And um, I always love a good meet and greet and a good photo op. So across the board, the interaction the realism, and the opportunity to meet a dinosaur while you're visiting Universal yeah, Islands of Adventure. Without it eating you. Yeah, without it eating you. Um, absolutely 100% magical for me. Yes. Um, so I've done this a couple of times. I've done it with the full-size Raptor Blue, and then we've done it with the baby. Just a baby. I'm if you go to our TikTok at Park Hoppers Show, you can actually see the video of us hanging out with the baby. Um I don't know if it has a name or not. I can't remember if it I did. I am trying to pull that up. Um, but it was very, very cute. Um, and then Blue is very, very intimidating. She's very, very tall. And she kind of bends over these these bushes to kind of meet you. And her her trainer is there You're using the clicker. Um, tell her to get back and, you know, smile for you. Smile for the picture. It's, it's a really cool thing. It only takes a couple of minutes. It's definitely worth waiting you know, usually it's like a 15, 20 minute wait, maybe less. It's definitely worth doing for sure. Um, so I cannot recommend the Raptor Encounter enough if you are a dinosaur lava. So I wasn't able to pull up the names. That's okay. But they're not even on the website. But if you meet a baby raptor, go ahead and ask what their name is because I'm sure they'll be happy to tell you more about them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we have wrapped up our Jurassic Park section yep and we are going to move on to the wizarding world of harry potter hogsmeade which is located at universal's islands of adventure so in future episodes we will go over other harry potter sections that you can visit um, at universal studios but for today we are going to visit hogsmeade and we're going to start with harry potter and the forbidden journey All right, so enter through the towering castle gates and make your way down the familiar passageways and corridors of the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Then soar above the castle grounds as you join Harry Potter and his friends on a thrilling adventure. Groundbreaking, state-of-the-art technology and a little magic creates a -a one-of-a-kind ride. So I am just going to straight up say that this ride is magical. Mm -hmm. Uh... I will. Fitting. I will. Right. <laughs> I will, however, say that not everybody may feel like this if you get motion sick. Right. Um, this ride does flip you a little bit, but very slowly. Not all the way around or over. 
but it does kind of rotate your body, you know, probably 150 degrees roughly, you know, back and forward and left and right and all that, but it doesn't flip you over per se. So if you are, but if you are somebody who is more prone to motion sickness, you may want to think about this ride. Yeah, right. Um, they do a great job of making the motion, you know, tell the story and mm-hmm. make you feel part of the story. Yeah. Um, in my humble opinion, this is one of the better Harry Potter rides. Yeah. And again, I would say that this is magical. It has stood the test of time. Yeah. This opened in 2010 when the Wizarding World of Harry Potter opened at Universal Orlando. The ride is 12 years old and still stands up really, really well. Um, at times, I have experienced the ride where the projections and the 3D was a little wonky, but that's to be expected. You know, sometimes you get, you know, better better luck than than not uh, when it comes to riding these type of rides. Sometimes the images are a little dark, um, but the ride is the ride vehicle and the ride uh, system is absolutely mind blowing. When you actually know how it works, if you go to YouTube. You can look up uh, how Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey works. There's several videos on how like the ride system and all the the screens and everything work seamlessly because you're transitioning between physical set pieces, animatronics, and then video parts um, where you're flying through the Wizarding World and flying, flying through Hogwarts. Um, the ride technology is amazing. I love the ride vehicle because your feet are dangling, so you really do feel like you're flying. It's very similar to like a, like a Soren type feel, where you're strapped in but your legs are hanging. Um, but being able to fly through parts of Hogwarts Castle and you know into the uh, what's the tree the the, the Whomping Willow. Willow, the Whomping Willow like swings at you and like there's so many cool parts of this ride that it is just it's so cool. I go on this just about every time I go to Universal because it is such an awesome, awesome experience. Um, And I love the Harry Potter franchise. And this ride really does do it justice. And this ride does not stray from the stories. (laughs) (laughs) Like the other ones do. But we'll get to that in another time. But Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, A+. I love this ride. Super magical for me. Well, we're going to move on to the next one, which is going to be Flight of the Hippogriff. And this is going to be another honorable mention um unless you have not been on this either. i've been on this you've been on this you okay. went on it with me didn't you no i didn't i'm pretty sure you did i definitely did not i'm pretty sure you did i feel like i would definitely <laughs> remember this um so you want to read the description take the winding path towards hagrid's hut where you may fear excuse me where you may hear fang barking as you pass as you make your way hagrid gives instructions on the pop- proper way to approach a hippogriff a magical creature that's part eagle part horse this family-friendly roller coaster spirals and dives around the pumpkin patch before swooping past Hagrid's hut. So, I have no memory of this. So if you've ever been on um, Goofy's Barnstormer at the Magic Kingdom, it's very similar to this. It's a it's definitely a kid's coaster with not super smooth mechanics, uh, but it's fun. It has decent-sized drops and you know twists and turns, um, pretty good speed for a kid's ride. But you're literally riding in a vehicle that is definitely meant for a kid, and it's a little tight. Uh, 
but it's fun. You do it once just to say you did it, but it's definitely not a, a must do when you go to Universal. Um, so as an adult, I would vote this tragical. Uh, I'm going to vote this tragical because if I went on it, I didn't remember <laughs> I'm like 90% sure you went on it. With so me. I feel like next time we go, we're going to have to go on this just okay. so I can jog a memory and sure. then either be like, yes, I did go on this. Are you are you talking about since we moved here? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. The, I don't think so. But now <laughs> now I need to go on this to see if it jogs any memory. Okay. Like, I'm so... I thought you were going to tell me that I went the day that we did, um, like, both parks and then uh, Halloween Horror Nights in the same day. No. I was like, maybe I just blocked it from my <laughs> memory. Maybe <laughs> the pain in my feet had just, like, made me forget things. But I don't know. Now I'm going to have to figure that out again. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess tragical overall for that one. But we're going to have to see next time yeah. how that goes. Well, the next thing that we're going to move on to is the Frog Choir Triwizard Spirit Rally. And for this one, here are the vocal stylings of this small choir of Hogwarts students, accompanied by the smooth bass rumbles of their giant croaking frogs as they perform familiar wizarding songs with an acapella flourish. I love this. I think it's so great that this is something that they do. Uh, it's it's in an outdoor stage area over by where you enter uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, just outside the Hogwarts Be Castle. sure to rate, review, and, and subscribe really on Apple cool, Podcasts, you know, Spotify, Amazon Music, on, on and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, trouble. Twitter, um, Facebook, but they have and now join really cool our ever-growing puppets. following on TikTok. Head over to YouTube.com slash really a couple good. of park I like this subscribe song. to our channel catchy. for theme park videos and, and just more. To see for them one stop access to all of our created content to and to Wizarding visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, uh, we'll, we'll see you around the parks. Castle, I think it's awesome. And so Frog Choir is, is absolute magical for me. Frog Choir is definitely magical for me. Um, I will say I can only take about like one song's worth of this before I'm like, I'm tired of standing in the sun and I move on to the next thing. Um, but I, I definitely think when the cooler weather is out, it's definitely one that you want to stay and watch just because it is magical. It's bringing that Harry Potter, like, you know, magic immersion right to you. So, I mean, absolutely magical. And you want to discuss the the next one that you mentioned? The Triwizard Spirit Rally. Cheer on students from Hogwarts. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> I only read the it Bobatons. into my... The Bobatons. And Durmstrang as they lead the excitement for the Triwizard Tournament. I've in my I've read the book so many times, I just... Boobatons is what I say in my head. <laughs> Boobatons. <laughs> um, so for this one, I find this one tragical. I find this... Um, immensely boring. Really? Yeah, and I don't like it in the movies. I go past it in the books. Um, I find it very you boring. You don't like this part? No. <gasps> <gasps> Look at us. <gasps> <laughs> We're here. <gasps> <laughs> Time for magic. <gasps> like... I love it. I think it's cool. I'm, I'm just like, okay, fast forward. <laughs> like, much much like the Frog Choir, anything that adds immersion to the Harry Potter just, stuff is really cool for I just me. don't need this, like from the other schools. like. But the dancing is really impressive. I'm, and they're doing like flips and cartwheels and back handsprings and like slamming their stick I'm, and all that stuff. It's very cool. I just, whether it's in the parks, whether it's in the books, whether it's in the movies, I'm always like, 
Okay. And and the Bobatons doing Ooh. their their like <laughs> fancy dance. Fast forward. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. I don't need it. I know the schools are there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You grouch. Uh, magical for me. And why is that? Uh, because I like I said, anything that adds immersion to the Harry Potter lands and stuff that's featured in the movies, I'm in. Magical. I just I um and I, I, I can ribbon dance with something in my living room. I don't need to see like the, the girls do it. <laughs> which I have. <laughs> oh, she does ribbon dance in the living room. Trust me. She she practices the uh Mickey's uh, magical cavalcade. <laughs> <laughs> the magic is calling. I do. And Fantasmic. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. well, we're going to move on to the next one, which is going to be Alivander's Wand Shop. Yes. Um, let's talk about this because we were able to do it. We actually did something very special during COVID. Yeah, so uh, not that COVID's over per se, but you know what I mean. So when we say during COVID, we mean when the restrictions were really high, before we had vaccines to protect us, before when wearing a mask and having like ten percent of people allowed to enter the park was a thing. <laughs> right, right. Um, so why don't you go ahead and read this one? Yeah. So uh, Ollivander's over in Hogsmeade. Uh, the description on the Universal Orlando website says. Makers of fine wands since 382 BC. This is where young wizards and witches come in search of the most essential wizarding item, their wand. You can witness a unique interactive experience and see a wand choose a wizard. Visitors, including the wizard chosen in the inter interactive experience, can purchase their own unique wand, wand sets, character wand replicas, or an interactive wand. And note, uh, there's a little asterisk there that says, person chosen has the option whether to or not to purchase their wand. So the cool thing about doing this during COVID is that when we did this, we had been trying to do it for a long time. Um, and it was always... Uh, just full because they were bringing in one party at a time mm -hmm. for the safety of the uh, cast members. I'm sorry, for the, uh, not the cast members. Team members. Team members, thank you. And for the, the safety... employees of Ollivanders. Yes, for the, for the witches and wizards and for our safety. And so we finally got to go and um, normally my understanding is just like anything they choose a kid to create a magical moment, mm -hmm. but we don't have kids. And we're so not kids. <laughs> we're not kids. So kids at heart. We're kids. Yes, we are kids at heart. And so um, what we ended up doing was going in and we got the full experience, which you can actually find on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. And I actually got to experience this, um, this wand experience. It was really cool. Um, I love it. And like I said, more immersion, the better. And this nails it. Now, I did end up buying my wand because I really liked my wand. And I was afraid that if I didn't buy it, that I would never be able to find the same wand. Because um, I it, it, sh it wasn't like a particular witch's or, or wizard's wand. Like in terms of the story. It was unique to me. And that was really cool. Um, we could also use our annual pass discount, which was another plus. Yeah. And uh, just overall, it was very fun. And, you know, I don't know if I would ever get picked for that again. No. Out of a crowd. And I, we certainly would not be the only ones in there. 
Right. And me not being a child, only a child at heart, they're not going to look for that. They're not going to look at me and be like, you're a child at heart. Let me go ahead. I mean, they could, but, you know, they do want those kids to have those magical experiences. Yeah. But we got to have that magical experience all to ourselves. It was such a cool experience because Danny was doing the whole thing where the wand was choosing her and like all these effects were happening around us. And I was able to literally free roam and film the entire thing. Right. It was so cool. Um, so, yeah. The All Avengers experience is a huge, huge magical for me. Oh, absolutely magical for me. I ended up buying the wand. Um, I hope that someday, you know, if like we have friends who bring their kids that they'll get to do that too. Or even just anybody who's a big Harry Potter fan. I love the books. I'm a bigger fan of the books than the movies personally. And it really felt like what I imagined uh, being in All Avengers wand shop would be like. So. Absolutely. Magical across the board for that yeah, one. Yeah, buddy. All right, so we've got two more. The last Whoa. real ride, per se, in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter on the uh, Islands of Adventure side is Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. What a mouthful. Uh, now it's time to join Hagrid as you fly deep into the wilds of the Forbidden Forest, beyond the grounds of Hogwarts Castle, on a thrilling roller coaster ride that plunges into the paths of some of the Wizarding World's rarest magical creatures, like a unicorn, per se. <laughs> uh, uni experience Universal's most highly themed immersive roller coaster. So, uh, for me, this is absolutely a magical. Uh, my it has only it, the word in it. My only bugaboo <laughs> is the motorcycle is definitely the better seat. Yes. So explain what you mean by that. So you can either have two seats. You can either sit in Hagrid's motorcycle or you can sit in his sidecar, like where Harry used to sit. Correct. Uh, the problem with that is the motorcycle is, without a doubt, the more intense seat. and um, It's fully open air, basically. Yeah. And so it's kind of like if you're riding the motorcycle, you get like the full experience. And if you're sitting on the side, you're kind of getting like the toned down experience yeah it's like on an intensity level you know it's probably like an eight on the roller on the uh the motorcycle and it's probably like a six oh. in the, in the sidecar i was gonna say like a four i wouldn't say it's that low really it's still very fun um but you're definitely lower and not in the open air like you are on the motorcycle side so if you've never been on it try to get the motorcycle side convince the people that you're with that hey i want the motorcycle side the why i don't know i just want to get on it the <laughs> tough part is when you're with your significant other and you guys like go here together all the yeah. time then you're like do we like rock paper scissors for <laughs> yeah it? right um but but it's still a great ride even if you like sit on either side it's just way more fun if you're on the motorcycle side Here, here's my only bugaboo with this ride and i understand why they couldn't because it would have been an absolutely massive massive building the ride takes place in the forbidden forest and for the better part of the three years that we've been down here universal doesn't stay open very late uh, usually it's closed. Uh, Islands of Adventure is usually closed by like nine or ten o'clock. So there's a very small window where you actually get to ride Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure through the Forbidden Forest in the dark. So that's one of my biggest bugaboos. It's an amazing ride. Even during the day, it's absolutely incredible. But at night, it's like ten times better. Um, so... With that said, that's the only real knock I have on this ride. It has... Uh, it is incredibly smooth. There are parts that you... I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that's never been on it, but there are parts 
on this roller coaster that you've never seen before on a roller coaster at Universal or even at Disney for that matter. And because of that and the next level technology and the creativity, uh, this is 100% magical for me. Awesome. Well, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more with that. Yeah. Now, lastly, for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade, we have the Hogwarts Express. I almost said the Hogsmeade Express. That Hogsmeade is incorrect. Hogsmeade Express. The Hogwarts Express, Hogsmeade Station. And you do need a, a ticket to ride this to get into the yes. other... You um, need a park-to-park ticket. Park, yeah, park-to-park. A park, park hopper, if you will. A park, <laughs> a, a park hopper ticket. All right, so... To ride the Hogwarts Express from Hogsmeade to London, head to Hogsmeade Station inside Universal's Islands of Adventure. You'll need a park-to-park admission ticket to board and ride the train. When you arrive in London, pop around the corner to find the secret entryway into Diagon Alley. Additional restrictions apply. <laughs> uh, but Standard text message rates apply. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for this one, I'm actually going to go with Tragical. Okay. The only reason I'm giving this tragical, because I love the actual train idea, is that I never get to ride it because it takes 75 years to get on this train. Yes. Um, but, but on this one, a little bit less than the other. I mean, but the still, I'm going to loop both of them together. Like, it always takes, there is always the longest wait. Like Me personally, I'd separate them. Because usually the Hogsmeade station one is half the wait. I just feel like it's not like it's always longer than it should be. Regardless. Sure, no, absolutely. It takes a while to load the trains. Um, I wish there was more room, or the train was longer, or something where you could transport more people. It was even worse when the social distancing stuff was happening, oh. where they were putting literal just one party per car, and it would be like a couple hours if you wanted to, you know, really get on the train and go to the other side. So I'm going to go with tragical because I always have to use my feet to get to the other park because the, the weight, here's the thing. If you're going to ride and you're like, okay, I'm ready to go to the next park, 45 minutes, not worth it. You you should be walking because you're wasting time just standing in line unless you really want to experience it. And it's even worse on the other side. So, I love this experience. I think it's very immersive, but absolutely tragical because it is a waste of a wait. Here's the thing, Universal. You could alleviate Danny's problem by opening up that secondary entrance. Open up that walkway between uh, the old Nickelodeon Studios, where the Blue Man Group was until recently, between Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure. Um, it saves you having to walk all the way out through City Walk and around and in the front entrance of Islands of Adventure or Universal Studios Florida. It would literally shave at least half the time, and it's a cooler walk because you get to walk by the old Nickelodeon Studios. And yes, that's always really cool to me. Um, but yes, uh, the Hogsmeade, Hog, Hogwarts Express. <laughs> you did, you it, did too. it. I did it too. Um, I like it. I think it's really cool. It's not. It's about a 10 to 12 minute walk to walk park to park. Therefore, if you're trying to knock out a bunch of stuff in the day, it's not worth riding this unless you've never done it before. It's not worth wasting your time 45 minutes in line and then a 15 minute ride 
over to the other park just to be able to park hop. It's not worth it. Um, the video stuff is really cool inside. You know, get to see the the glass get frosted with the dementors, and you know, hearing. Um, Harry and not Hermione um, <laughs> out in the hallway with the silhouettes on the on the window. It's it's a very cool immersive the chocolate experience. frogs jumping on the windows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that stuff is really cool. Um, but it's not worth. It would be cool if you if this was just a ride and it wasn't like the park hopping transportation. Um, because of that, I don't do it very often because it's just not worth wasting your time. Um, so for that. Uh, for that reason, I'm also going to vote tragical. Yeah, I, I, again, I love the experience. I love the ride, but I, I just, I, you, you hit the nail on the head from for it to be the park to park, like the only way to like ride from park to park. It's just way too long. But we are going to move on to the next thing, which actually we're just going to give a brief synopsis of. Because neither of us have done this next one. And that is going to be right outside of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade, The Lost Continent, Poseidon's Fury. Yes. Now, for Poseidon's Fury, uh, again, neither of us have done this. It just opened recently. We actually didn't have annual passes until the parks reopened. And so we didn't get to see it before the parks closed. Yeah. So this is going to be kind of like an honorable mention. We're not going to vote magical or tragical because neither one of us have done it. TBD. TBD. <laughs> but the description on Poseidon's Fury is it your guided journey through the ancient temple of Poseidon takes a dramatic turn as you're suddenly caught in a colossal battle between the Greek god of the sea and the evil lord Darkanon. Fireballs burst, lasers flash, and water erupts around you in this spectacular special ex- of effects experience. Um, this ride has been around since islands open or this experience has been around since islands opened. Um, the, the area where it's located, the lost continent is incredibly themed, um, with an original idea. It's not an intellectual property. Um, but I've never actually gone through the gates because up until fairly recently, I want to say it was like three or four months ago when this reopened from being closed prior to COVID, um, we could have gone on it, but we, we weren't able to. Um, but I did hear that there were several refurbishments and uh, updates made to the technology and the effects and everything inside. And I've heard that it got a lot better. I just haven't really felt the need to go in there yet. But next time we go, maybe we'll make it a point to go now that we're actively talking about how we've never been on it before. So That and Flight of the Hippogriff, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you have definitely been on that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, so yeah, Poseidon's Fury, it sounds cool. And we're just going to leave it at that um, until we actually get to see it. And then maybe we'll update you um, in a future episode if we decided whether it was magical or tragical. And just to be clear, the reason we're saying it to, about that and not about um, Dr. Doom's Fearfall is because we will not be going on Doctor Doom's Fearfall next yeah, nope, visit. Sorry, nope. Um, but we will be experiencing Poseidon's Fury and Flight of the Hipp- Hippogriff. <laughs> Correct. So we got one more island to uh, adventure over to, and and that is Seuss Landing. And you want to start discussing uh, what we got over at Seuss Landing? Yeah. So the the first one we're going to talk about is the High in the Sky Seuss Trolley Train Ride. 
Now for the high in the sky Seuss tro- trolley train ride, try to say that five times fast. <laughs> the high in the sky Seuss failed on the first one. Sit back and relax as you wind your way above the imaginative buildings and rides of Seuss Landing on one of two tracks featuring the Sneetches. The Sneetches. The Sneetches or the ABCs of your other favorite Seuss stories. Um, I am actually going to call this one magical. Okay. And hear me out. This is like one of the only times you can actually see the entire park like that from a pie on a ride. That's fair. Um. And slowly, because like, I mean, when you're <laughs> dropping on VelociCoaster, um, you're mostly looking down. Uh, and I think that since you can go with the whole family, you kind of get like a luxurious like look around and look from above. I think it's really fun and it's a nice spot to relax. So I'm going to go with Magical for this one. How about you? I've truthfully only been on this once. Um, it was at the very, very end of the day. And it was cool. The views were cool from being up there. You know, you're you're above all the patrons that are walking underneath in Seuss Landing. Um, it's a very slow moving kind of cart type roller coaster. Um, not really a roller coaster because it doesn't really, you know, go fast <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. Um, um, but it's cool. You go through a couple different rooms and you see some of the characters from the the Seussiverse, if you will. Um, and it's 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 a fun little ride. It's definitely great for kids. So. Um, I'll have to vote a magical. I have I got no problem with this ride. Awesome. Well, next we're going to do the Carousel. Yeah. So for the Carousel, it's exactly what it sounds like. It is going to be um, basically a Dr. Seuss themed carousel. And why don't you go ahead and read this one? Climb aboard this sensationally Seussian twist on a classic carnival ride and take control of your favorite characters. You can make their eyes blink, their ears wiggle, and heads turn while Horton the Elephant guards his special dandelion and its microscopic inhabitants. So, um, again, for this one, I'm going to go with magical because I find carousels absolutely fun and magical and just like... A lovely way to just slow down and enjoy the spot that you're in. Yeah. That's um, what Seuss Landing is all about, honestly. Right. So I don't really have too much more to say about this other than it's I fun. like carousels. It's cute. And you kind of get a cute little photo up too, like if you want to take photos and stuff. So I'm going to go with Magical. Okay, perfect. Um, I've only ridden this one time. It was fun. It's just as fun as the carousel at the Magic Kingdom. Um, you go on, you know, just for the heck of it, just to say you did. Uh, it's cute. It's fun. It's good for kids. Magical for me. All right. Well, we're going to, I know we're kind of going through these, but some of these are just like, they're just straight up magical and that's okay. <laughs> or that we just have a straight up opinion about them and that's okay. So next is going to be one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. So climb aboard this sensational, oh my goodness. Sensationally Susie and twist. Sensationally Susie and twist on a classic carnival ride and take control of your favorite characters. You can make their eyes blink, ears wiggle, and heads turn while Horton the Elephant guards his special dandelion and and its microscopic inhabitants. I'm pretty sure they just copy and pasted that that description from the Karasu cell because I definitely just read that whole thing. I know you did, (laughs) and I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's right. (laughs) Um, But one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, think Dumbo, think uh, Astro Orbiter, think uh, Aladdin's Magic Carpets. 30 seconds of fun. <laughs> yeah, just those that typical spinning ride where you go around in a circle uh, on this extended arm where you can go up and down and move it all around. 
it's fun for the kids, fun for the families. Um, as an adult, you know, you go on it for the for your s words and giggles. Um, it's it's <laughs> it's cute. It's adorable. It's it's Dr. Seuss. Um, I really don't have much to add to that aside from the fact that it's the same level of fun as Dumbo or Aladdin's Magic Carpets. But for the kids, I'm gonna give it a magical. I'll give it a magical too. <laughs> but you're lucky, Universal. Your website is wrong, so yeah. I almost gave you a tragical on yeah, that one. Yeah, fail. <laughs> well, our very last uh, ride of the day is going to be the Cat in the Hat. Grab a seat and swerve this way and that way through the Cat in the Hat. Each scene has been vividly recreated with colorful characters and crazy motion. As you twist from room to room, trying to clean up after the Cat in the Hat before Mother comes home. I want to hear your opinion first about so, this. I went on this ride for the first time when I went to Universal for the first time in 2008. And it was surprisingly intense. Like, you would go through this house. It was really cute. There was Thing 1 and Thing 2 and Thing, thing like 14 running around, um, messing up everything. And you're trying to clean up their mess before Mom gets home. Um, but the way the, the ride vehicle worked is that you were on a track very similar to, like, Winnie the Pooh. Or uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, if you if you get that reference, um, and you're just kind of crawling along, and then all of a sudden your vehicle starts spinning. And back in 2008, when I first went on it, it was rather intense, like very intense spinning, to the point where it was like, "Whoa, this kid's ride is actually kind of like adulty." <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, over the years and up until recently, that spinning has been tamed like a wild tiger it is no longer intense it is very slow very slow moving it's fun to go on every once in a while um but i'm not going to give universal a pass on this because it was way better when it was a little bit more intense spinning so therefore i am going to vote tragical so i never went on this ride before and so I love this ride. I think it takes you directly into like a Seuss world. Yeah, no, it's cute. And so I'm going to go with magical on this one because I really like this ride. I know that you always go, it was more intense. It was. But I never experienced it. So for me, it's a lot of fun. And so magical it is for sure. that one. Well, that takes us to the end of our magical or tragical episode of Universal Islands of Adventure. Uh, we had a great time going over all of these. Uh you know, there's so much to do at that park. And I always, I feel like I always forget how much there is to do at that park. Yes, absolutely. Now, we have a bunch of stuff that we have going on over the next couple of weeks. We have our, um, we've got, we're going to be volunteering with Give Kids the World. Yes, as you like you heard at the top of the show, um, we are also going to be at DizCon. So we are volunteering tomorrow, actually, over at Give Kids the World Village um, at the, what, the PJ Masks Ice Cream Breakfast? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so we're going to be doing an ice cream uh, for breakfast pajama party oh, with I PJ love it. Masks. I can't wait to wear my PJs. And so we're going to be, uh, we actually don't know what we're going to get an opportunity to do other than kind of show you guys what's happening. We may get a chance to um, interview some wish kids. Uh, we we just don't know because we do what whatever you know we can to make the wish kids and their families experience the best. Yeah. So whatever opportunity they give us, we're going to take advantage of it. Sure. And we will also be at Discon on September 30th and October 1st. So and again, you guys can join us with that. 
On top of that, we've got more Halloween stuff coming up. We've got Christmas around the corner. And hopefully, as Walt Disney World's fiscal year comes up on October 1st, we're going to get some more announcements. Cough, cough. Fantasmic. Yeah, where are you, Fantasmic? Come on. I, I Now I know you're not going to do it on my birthday, thank goodness. But um, overall, we've got so many fun things that are going to be happening during the holidays. And we are so excited to bring you on every journey. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join our ever-growing following on TikTok. Head over to YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos and more. For one-stop access to all of our created content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.